This is Clint, host of the Geek League Podcast and your future overlord. You are listening to this freaking show. What's up, everybody? I am Travis D, and welcome to another episode of This Freaking Show, the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Happy New Year's, everyone, because we are now here in 2019, and this is the first episode of the new year. Now, I said I was going to have a Christmas episode and everything, but unfortunately, a lot of things were going on over the end of the course of the uh, end of 2018. Wasn't able to make it, but uh, it's okay. It's, it's nice to take it like a little break, even though I was on hiatus for a few months and everything, so maybe the break wasn't really necessary, but it was still okay. Um, taking a pause away from the uh, cosplaying series that uh, I have been trying to put together over here for the last month or so. Uh, scheduling conflicts conflicted with the other couple of guests I'm hoping to get on here, but hopefully soon we get them on here as well so we can get that uh, series uh, well finished up pretty much. Um. Really excited for today because uh, we are starting an epic journey, me and Clint, uh, the host of Geek Dig Pod. We are starting a ranking of the 20 Marvel MCU Universe uh, movies that are currently out. Really excited to do that with him. Uh, uh, it's a really long episode. I know I promised you guys we're only going to do 30 minutes and everything. And Derek, I apologize as well because I told you we're only doing 30 minute episodes. Well, when me and Clint get together and everything, the conversation just keeps moving and flowing and everything, and, you know, it drags out. So, hopefully you guys uh, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the uh, ranking of the Marvel MCU Universe movies with uh, me and the host of Geek Dig Pod, Clint. Hi, everyone. We are sitting here now with the vengeful Jedi, loyal uh, friend to the show. Don't I'm not done with the intro, man. Don't jump in yet. I didn't say nothing. Oh, I heard like a eh. I thought you were going to go for an intro. So I screwed up my own intro. Not a big deal. Uh, Clint from the Geek Dig Pod is with us again. I'm so happy that he's here and we're going to uh, have a lot of fun today. But real quick, Clint, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Just, you know, keeping busy trying to uh, get everything, uh, you know, wrapped up for the new year. Awesome, awesome. And it's exciting time because this is uh, New Year's Eve, uh, uh, December 31st of 2018. So um, it's exciting because I get to uh, talk to you at least one more time before the uh, new year begins. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, yeah, it is exciting. It's not like fucking fear is going to give you an opportunity like this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Mr. Message me, hey, bro, as soon as I get everything done and settled in, I'm going to go through my schedule and get some things set up. Yeah, been three weeks now. So, uh, thanks, Fear. Motherfucking Canadians, I tell ya. Yeah, no shit, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. Um, but we, we we love him anyway. Exactly. Fear, you always have a whole special place in our heart. Team Nap, if you will. Uh, which we still have yet to do that, by the way. Yeah. 
but uh, it, it's it's all on fear. It's 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 up to fear now. You know, he's the uh, he's a celebrity and they needs to make time for us. I get it. Yeah, I I I think he's just a little bit intimidated because I mean, you and I are individually we're pretty hefty individuals. Oh yeah. I I think he's a little intimidated that he thinks that we're too much man for you know, for him to handle. Oh, that's true. I am built like a bear. So, I mean, I get it. I get it. And I know that uh, you know, my voice uh kind of you know, projects a sense of um uh, like sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna go with fear and dominance, but sexy works as well. Um but Clint, I'm glad I'm glad you're on the show with us. Uh you were on a few weeks ago uh, where we got a chance to kinda of catch up and talk a little bit. And um um I was also on your show uh, a yes, few weeks were. as well. And I I know we talked about it on your show. I can't remember if we mentioned it on my show, but I think I may have uh, brought it up. Uh, through an interview I had with a cosplayer, uh, Oh My Sophie, from about a week ago. And uh, we we're discussing how um, we we're going to try to do something um, to kind of collaborate our shows together by doing a, uh, I guess, a, a power ranking of all the uh, Marvel MCU movies that came out over the last uh, decade. Um, yep. So. So if I if if no one caught that we were doing that on my show yet, that is what this is going to be. Uh, we took all 20 uh, currently released uh, Marvel MCU movies, put them in a ranking of 1 through 20. We're going to uh, sit down today and rank uh, the 20 through 11 here. And then we're going to wrap up the uh, top 10 over on Geek Dig Pod uh, sometime in the future. Yes. So, um, yeah. So we're, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we established when we're going to do the uh, top 10 um, over on your show. Um, but we'll get that figured out when uh, you have uh, an opening in your schedule. Yeah. And, uh, but it, I'm, I'm excited to do this because um, I know that, you know, just like we kind of discussed before the recording, obviously our, our lists are going to be completely separated. We didn't sit down and collaborate a list together. We did our own listing and everything. Um, you ranked yours based on uh, your views of how um, the – the movies work with each other as well as your personal opinion and then mine focuses strictly on the um the rewatchable uh, tendencies that these movies have so um i'm excited to do it uh, i'm ready to jump into it if you are oh yeah uh, absolutely yeah we and we and as we discuss and everything like for everyone who gives an idea of what we're going to do here for it we're going to we like i said we have our own listing we don't know what they are yet so everyone's going to find out what they are at the same time which is super exciting and we're just going to kind of you know discuss why we chose that that ranking you know you know and uh we're not readjusting the rankings we're not finding agreements to make a, a perfect 1 through 20 we are just going to stick with ours because we are individuals and we have the right to feel the way we feel regardless of the input of other people that's right Hell and yeah! If, and if you don't agree with me, you are still my brother, and I, ex- I accept your ability to be wrong. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I, I was. I'm I kidding. Was, I love you, buddy. I was gonna say the same thing about you, but mean it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, it's 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 cool if we have different opinions on it because I mean the movies are gonna. Obviously, we're gonna react in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've actually seen this a lot with uh, 
you know, well, on the other side of the comic book movies with uh, Aquaman. Yeah. Like, I, I reacted to this movie a little more strongly than uh, some of my other friends who have seen it. Well, I know uh, um, Awkward Colin, actually, he went to go see that movie, I want to say it was about two weeks ago. And um, he loved it. I mean, Colin's a big movie guy anyway, so... yeah. Not that I don't trust his input on movies, but I mean, like, he, when we did the um, awkward flick segment here on this freaking show, I don't think he gave any movie less than a three out of five. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, his, I mean, his input, which, granted, I give him respect and have, uh, you know, consider it valid, you know, for what he sees. He's a movie guy. I can't think of a movie that he actually hated. So, um, I do want to see it. I'm excited to see it. Uh, maybe one day I'll probably wait till it either comes out on on demand or uh, uh, Netflix or something like that. I'm not a big theater guy lately and everything. The only time, the only movies I've ever seen in theater probably in the last five years have been either MCU movies or Deadpool. Mm. Nope, it's a lot of Jumanji. I saw Jumanji, which is awesome. Nice. Um, okay, so uh, let's go ahead. We'll dive into the listing here and everything. And if you uh, care to, Clint, what did you uh, rank as number 20? I ranked Thor The Dark World as my number 20. Because I felt like the movie did very little uh, to f- progress not only Thor's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I felt that there was like some humor that was just misplaced and dragged out. And... Okay, I I kind I kind of get uh, why was... you would put it at number twenty. I I kind of see that because it kind of seems like it was a filler movie just to give uh, Thor an independent relevance in the uh, series. Yeah, even though that was the second uh, movie, and he obviously had the first one mm-hmm. to you know to build him up a little bit and stuff but yeah i just i I couldn't really get behind that movie i mean just despite my despite the fact that anthony hopkins as odin was awesome but yeah so thor the dark world number 20 i got you yeah and you know it it's weird to me because, like, I remember once being told that Anthony Hopkins was portraying, um, you just said the guy's name. How can I remember? Odin. But, you know, what? if if I don't think about it, and like, it does not remind me of him whatsoever. Like, I'm looking at Odin like, that, that's not fucking Anthony Hopkins whatsoever. But he fucking killed that role. Yeah. And in all three, in all three movie, uh, Thor movies, he did a great job. Uh, my number 20, I went with the uh, 2008 Incredible Hulk. Okay. Um, again, just based on rewatchability and everything, I saw this movie once um, about a year ago, and I did not, I just, I, I couldn't get into it, and I'm not sure if it was because um, I seen all the um, Ruffalo uh, versions of the Hulk and all the other movies that he was portrayed in, that um, it kind of killed me because it's a different actor with a different kind of um, uh, character. So it just, it really just didn't, uh, really, it didn't draw me in to want to watch it again. Like I said, like after I watched it, because me and Colin, we went through the uh, process of watching all the MCUs that were currently out at that time. I think it was right before um, 
Mm, it might have been uh, Ultron, so maybe a couple years ago. But I just, yeah, I just, I couldn't get into it, and I just did not have like any kind of enjoyment. Plus, I wasn't a big fan of the Abomination role and all that stuff. Now it was cool uh, with the post-credits scene that uh, Tony Stark was in, which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a cool scene though. Yeah, so I mean, like, not not a huge uh, not huge reason why, other than the fact that like I saw it once a year ago, and when I went through to kind of rewatch these to kind of get that feeling back into all the movies, uh, yeah, Incredible uh, Hulk is one I do not own, and it's not one I have any interest in owning, other than the fact that I'll just own it to have all of them. But yeah. I, yeah. Because even though it was Edward Norton, it is still canon in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that was a cool thing too because I, I there is another Hulk movie, I think it was that it came out in two thousand four. It and, came uh, out around then, yeah, with Eric Bana as the Hulk. Yeah, and I and a lot of times like when I was talking with Khan and everything, like you know, because he was the one to explain to me how this Hulk movie is part of that MCU and everything. Um. But it was like very like confusing between two because I did watch both of them. But the 2008 one is, I will say, is better than the 2004 one, just for the fact that it builds into the storyline along with it. And plus, uh, out of all 20 movies currently released, this one came out right after Iron Man did. So you know, it was already around the same era. It wasn't like you know a 2004 Hulk movie came out and now 2008 came around when they started developing the MCU and they're like, oh, we'll just use this one. Now they and a 2008 one that they're able to kind of collaborate into it. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, well, my, this one's going to be further up on my list, so I'll, I'll save a little bit for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got you. Um, all right, so for number 19, I chose Iron Man 3. Um, Actually, so did I. Did you? Yes. Oh, so... so- yeah, so we can actually discuss this one together. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so go ahead and uh, tell me why this is number 19 for you. Because, one, I absolutely hated the way that they... Um, that the, the way that they handled the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Um, in the comic books and everything, uh, Mandarin was awesome. Uh, they could have done so much more with him in the current cinematic universe, but no, they just they had to go and basically make him like an imposter. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you as far as uh, the Mandarin character that they had and everything. Um, I also just wasn't a big uh, fan of it, it. To me, a lot of the times, like especially like with uh, certain like series, movies, and everything, it almost becomes a repetitive storyline. And unfortunate for me, anyways. Uh, all three Iron Mans kind of had the same kind of concept of how the villain came to be. It was somebody who wronged Iron Man business related wise. Like it wasn't anything that became personal and stuff like that. Like, you know, like it was, it was just a nerdy guy who had an idea for Tony Stark. They go a flashback that discusses how, you know, he kind of blew him off. And then he developed this shit to try to like destroy Tony's world. And granted, yeah, I get it. It kind of gets the com- same concept of every hero villain movie to begin with. But, I mean, it was everything was always so personal business-related in all three movies. So when you get to the third point, it kind of gets redundant to me. I, I will say I did like the uh, scene 
uh, when he was with the kid and recharging the suits and it. Wait, what's that? Is that the first one or second one? No, I think that was the third one. Okay, gosh, yeah, because now, now they're kind of just blending together. And then that's what I hate, too. They kind of start fucking blending together. But I did like the scene where, um, you know, he, he gets stuck. He's with the kid, and he's kind of, like, working with the kid and educating the kid and everything on his suits and everything. And he starts relating to the kid, you know, with the dad issues and stuff like that, too, which I think was pretty cool that they kind of give um, uh, Tony Stark more of a human quality outside of being a superhero, which I think was missed in, like, the previous two movies. Yeah, they they did actually show the more human wrestling with his demons element. Yes, exactly, and I and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, if 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 I was to look at the movies that way, it probably would have been a little bit higher on the list for me. But because when I was watching it through, like I there there was no interest in really watching the entire movie again, just because. Um, I just, I just, I just had, I had no, I had no interest in rewatching this again. I mean, it just, it, and that's why it's at the bottom of my list because, as a, an excitement level for me, it was just kind of very bland. Yeah, it. There we go. It didn't really do much for me. I mean, you know, with like, for me, like I said, it. It mishandled what could have been an amazing addition into the, you know, into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was looking forward to the Mandarin, and in the trailers, it showed, you know, Ben Kingsley, and you're thinking he's all awesome and badass, and you know, and then we get stuck with Guy Pierce. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, fuck this little bitch. I'm like, I wanted, I wanted Ben Kingsley, (laughs) but yeah, they just, they completely mishandled it. And then, you know, if you're going to go like post credit scenes, you know, didn't really, didn't really tease much for like the next movie or, you know, expanding the universe or anything. So it was just. You know, the movie was just an entirely missed opportunity. No, and I agree with you 100%. And uh, this one... Um, but yet there was still more that I enjoyed in it than Thor The Dark World. <laughs> I got that's you. why yeah. th- that's why this wasn't my number 20. <laughs> I got you. All right, so what do you, uh, what do you have uh, for your number 18 then? My number 18 is actually The Incredible Hulk. Okay, so we're not so so far we're not too far off from each other. No. Okay. Awesome. Um, my number eighteen. Um, I have uh, actually the Iron Man two, the second one. Okay. Um, but uh, we'll you know just keep them with how we're doing this. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, explain your number eighteen and why you have uh the Incredible Hulk set there? Well, it. To me, there wasn't much in the MCU at that point. Um, you know, so it was it was cool to see the origin story. I mean, obviously, we found out the later reasons why the movie wasn't, or why Edward Norton didn't continue on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just they felt that he uh, wasn't, 
you know, that he wasn't a part of. You know, I mean, they, they, they felt that he wasn't best suited. They wanted to get somebody in there. Yeah. Because there, I mean, there was the official, you know, there was an official statement made by Marvel at the time. And they said, uh, we've made the decision not to bring Ed Norton back to portray the title role of Bruce Banner in the Avengers. Our decision is definitely not one based on monetary factors, but instead rooted in the need for an actor who embodies the creativity and collaborative spirit of our other talented cast members. Um, okay. But you know what that tells me, though, is something that I have heard for a very long time, that Edward Norton's probably just hard to work with. That he's you know, just like one of those problematic, you know, problematic actors on set. And I think I remember like hearing about that in a discussion we had about Marvel movies, um, probably uh, probably a year or so ago on a previous episode. But yeah, I mean, I'm 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 glad they made the change. I'm I'm happy with Mark Ruffalo and everything. Like I said, I mean, that's why the movie was number twenty for me. Is um, Edward Norton? You know, I'll give him credit. He did do a good job. You know being banner and everything but yeah. I, I feel that ruffalo kind of gave it like that kind of next level thing and it blends into kind of how the mcu is it kind of has like those those comedic qualities and everything and i think ruffalo really kind of brings that out a lot more in these movies and how everything works to where i think like you know edward norton may have tried to do it but i don't think he would have achieved that same goal yeah and i just like, the Hulk hasn't always been one of the more important characters to me. Like, I don't share the same love affair with the Hulk as many others do. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't hate him. You know, I, you know, enjoy playing as him in some video games. <laughs> oh, you know? Yes. Yeah. I, li- I like the the big burly tank characters you know so those are fun but yeah as far as the movies i mean do you I uh i I, you... I don't feel that they've handled him at all very mm-hmm. well in this cinematic you know universe so he just he feels like a weaker character to me yeah you know, you... He's, just, he's just not that big to me do you think uh, do you think that the MCU would benefit to having a standalone uh, Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie? No, no. Um, unless they were making it a sequel to the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. you know, with the the Ed Norton to this one, um, because this is canon, they can't go back and do like a origin you know, Mark Ruffalo Hulk. Because we already have his origin story established in the MCU, you know, through Ed Norton. Um, and I don't see... I mean, unless they were going to go, like, Planet Hulk with putting, like, Hulk in space and all that, mm-hmm. I don't 
think that there would be really any reason to do a Mark Ruffalo solo Hulk movie to progress the MCU. Okay. Yeah, Jim. Um, like, I think he's just sort of just there to fill a void. <laughs> fill the void. I like that. Um, I chose Iron Man 2. Just, it kind of has the same relevance to where like Iron Man 3 was, except for the fact that with this one uh, being a, um, a follow-up on the Avengers and everything, I wasn't a big fan of like Stark's... It kind of seemed like they tried to throw so much uh, into this movie for people to have sympathy for Tony Stark. The reactor, you know, solely killing him, the only thing technically keeping him alive. Um, I think it's kind of poetic, but still, I mean, on top of that, now he you know establishes a problem where now he's trying to drown out his problems with alcohol and partying and shit like that. And on top of the fact, you know, that, you know, his friends, you know, um, James Rhodes is, you know, taking his suit and everything, feels that he's unfit and everything. It just seems like a whole, like, uh, avalanche of problems happening with him that kind of, it, it pulled me away from the action-adventure movies I was looking for and turned it more into, like, a drama and shit like that. Um, they didn't quite humanize him as they did in the third one with the child that may have made the movie better, but... It's kind of like a whole, like, it seems like the entire movie was like, you know, woe is me towards Tony Stark. And I don't, I wasn't a big fan of that whatsoever. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, uh, yeah now, my number 17. Um, a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this one. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, my number 17 is Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. God, I above and beyond don't agree with that whatsoever. My, my reasoning, one, um, I never really cared too much for Captain America. Um. I think that he's the Marvel Universe's Superman. Yeah. Where, you know, with Superman, and I have the same issues with Superman on the DC side of things, um, where they just, you know, where they just tried making him just awesome. <laughs> You know, in like every, you know, in in everything, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh well, here he's gonna be like the ultimate, like you know that. It, I mean, to me, that takes away from the group dynamic that they're trying to pull with, you know, the Avengers, and that you know, everybody bringing something different. But well, I just sort of the all-American good old boy. Okay. Persona, just I don't know. I've I've kind of tired of it a long time ago. Um, but I just you know, I mean, you know, there, there, yeah, you had like the Red Skull and everything, you know, pretty cool villain. But you know, we didn't see him again until, you know, I mean, they didn't do more with him. I mean, or much more. I mean, yeah, we saw him in uh, Infinity War. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, which I, I thought it was pretty cool that they did do that. That they kind of like reprised that villain and everything. It gives an idea of exactly what happened when, you know, he got sucked out and everything. Like if they, you know, if it, if not everyone was following like how everything was working there. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but no, that I mean, I'm even surprised by that because I mean, I thought that was a great movie, and I think you'll be surprised where that ends up on my list. Then, if you're yeah, looking at it like I'm, a number seventeen, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just doesn't strike me as as it does a lot of people. No, I get you. And it's, it's like we discussed earlier, man. Like, dude, dude, I mean, these are all our individual opinions and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. Um, my 17 was a uh, Thor Dark World, uh, Dark World, okay. and it's kind of like how, like, I mentioned it, like, when you first brought it up, you know, about it being your number 20, is that it just it seemed to me it was just a filler movie to give Thor, you know, another movie and a sense of relevance within the uh, MCU. Um, I got it that, you know, it talked about the dark matter and how it correlates with the Infinity Stones and everything. So I think really, you know, overall, it wasn't so much a Thor movie as it was to give, like, a history on the um, Infinity Stones a little bit more. Um, I did think it was pretty cool that, you know, that uh, they brought Jane to... um, to his home to kind of like, you know, it was kind of like a meeting of the parents kind of thing. They You saw a lot more of the uh, comedic uh, humor that the MCU is portraying more nowadays than compared to the previous one. And, um, yeah, I just, I I liked it. I did like it, but, I mean, compared to the other 16 above this, it, it doesn't compare in my, uh, my ranking of uh, the watchability and how much, you know, you would want to see it again after seeing it the first time. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what did you uh, what did you pick for number sixteen? Now that uh, your seventeen completely blew me away. Uh, My number sixteen may blow you away as well. Oh God. Uh, I'm putting Avengers: Age of Ultron as my number sixteen. This is yeah, man. I mean. You know, I, I'm surprised because we seem to be on the same page for like the first three, and then, oh, sadness. <laughs> but not a big deal. Okay, so, uh, so, so, what's, uh, what's with the Age of Ultron? Where you're looking at as, uh, you know, number sixteen for you. I think that a lot of things were um, mishandled, underutilized. Um, for example, here we got the first glimpse of yeah, we did get the first glimpse of quote unquote X Men in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, through uh through Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. However, uh the fact that I mean they they finally get, you know, access to, you know, to utilize a couple X-Men, even though they couldn't use the word mutants. Um, Did they you know, refer to them as inhumans at all, or no? God, I, I can't, don't remember exactly. I think they did. Okay. I, I want to say they did, but I can't 
remember 100%. Um, but, you know, the fact that they killed off Quicksilver, like, right in that movie, you know, it's like, here you have an opportunity to put something amazing, you know, and, you know, I, I feel that was a missed opportunity. Um, plus, James Spader just kind of rubbed me the wrong way as U Ultron. <laughs> A little bit. It's, it's the voice that got you. I don't know what it was. It just... I mean, now granted, you know, we did get some cool things in this movie. Um, you know, we did get... You know, we did get Vision. Mm -hmm. Out of it. You know, we do... Uh, you know, we did get a pretty decent uh, post-credit scene out of it, though. Um, because this is where Thanos... This was this was the one where Thanos was in the credit scene, and he shows the gauntlet, and he's swearing to get all of these... You know, to collect all of the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just... I don't know. I feel I feel like there was some missed opportunities. I guess would be the best way to put it. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, like it's. I mean, where I have it. You know, Although I do have to say that I don't hate any of these movies. No, I, and yeah, and I, I guess maybe we should kind of establish that a little bit more. I'm mean, like, this isn't a ranking from like. You know, like from what we love to what we hate, it's just like, I mean, they are all good movies. I mean, yeah, I mean, I may not be a huge fan of the Incredible Hulk, but I mean, there's still other 19 other fucking movies that they're they're still well, they're still all well made and they're all still pretty good. It's just, yeah, yeah, we're just finding like what we love to, you know, what we kind of still like. You know, it's just it's yeah. it's a ranking of all good movies. Like, there's no dumpster fires in any of these. Yeah, like I've I've eaten twenty varieties of pizza. They're all good, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm gonna like some a lot more than others. Would you like to make a YouTube video of eating twenty varieties of pizzas and ranking them with me? Dude, I like this idea. <laughs> right, that sounds like a good fucking idea. Yeah, it does. Oh, we're gonna put that well, in the notes. Well, not just that, but we, we we actually have to get together in order to do this. Yeah. So. We'll just do an entire series of ranking foods and stuff. We can do tacos. Shit. Oh my god, I fucking love tacos. Oh, everyone loves tacos. Okay, so you have a number 16. I do have a number 16. <clears throat> um, Number 16, I have Black Panther. Okay, um, this one's surprising to me. Yeah, I, you know, it's, and it's, not, it's nothing against the movie and what it's about. It's just like when I... The very first time I watched it, like it, I mean, it drew me in because it kind of gave the origin of Black Panther that I never really knew of. Um, but I mean, like, it really didn't like relate me to the rest of the MCU. Like, I mean, like it had like small, like I just, it would have been nice if like Winter Soldier had like a like a better role into it, because I mean, like not because this isn't following like you know the whole like. This isn't like immediately after he gets frozen there and everything. I mean, like this is this is a bit afterwards. 
right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, I mean, it would have been nice to, like, have him, like, a part of it a little bit more and everything. Uh, I Like I said, like, a lot of this was more of an origin thing to me, which, um, as great as it was, without knowing the, you know, whole history of T'Challa and uh, their, like, home and all that stuff, I just... I wanted stuff to be more related to, you know, the actions that went through in Civil War and the actions that went through, you know, that were coming up. And I, I just wanted more of that to correlate with this movie. Now, I, I did enjoy everything, you know, as far as like the technology that they were showing and everything with the uh, the cars that could be driven through um, a simulator and everything. You didn't actually physically be in the car and the idea that they had the whole new suits and everything. I thought that was pretty cool too. And I liked the, uh, the, the ritual thing where, you know, you, you take a, you, you drink something, it takes away your powers and everything from the magical fruit that you guys got from when the uh, meteor hit the uh, earth and all that. I thought that was pretty cool too because in order to be king of Wakanda, you had to fight on your own powers and abilities, not based on what you received from the fruit or the plant if you will i thought that was pretty cool but <clears throat> just all in all like, i'm just i'm just watching it and it's as good as it was it just didn't draw me in like the other movies did and i just don't know if like maybe it would have if black panther came out a little bit earlier or if that you know maybe that movie existed before um civil war happened I think maybe that would kind of like because I I like Black Panther and Civil War. I actually liked him more in Civil War than I did in the actual Black Panther movie. So hmm. I don't know. And also, like you know, when we got probably just we got one more quick small thing, and this is just from a personal level of me. If they um um for for the for the pride that Wakanda has, it was kind of off putting of how much like. Um, humor and comedy was in the like the people because like you, I would see them more as a royalty thing where they would want to take things. Like I, I think it maybe would have been better if uh, T'Challa was more like Thor from the first episode. That kind of or the first uh, Thor movie where he merged into more of a laid back guy. But you know, you saw him as that you know <clears throat> that stern like you know prideful king kind of uh, attitude but it kind of just he kind of just automatically started out as like a laid back guy and joking around with his ex-girlfriend that he saves and uh his sister and everything in the lab and stuff i mean it would have been okay for the sister you know being younger to kind of have more of that laid back attitude but for him to have it it kind of had an off-putting feeling to me because as a king of a nation you know, you have to have that Thor mentality, and then you can slowly merge into it because people do evolve into different attitudes and stuff like that. Hmm. I'm assuming um, you won't be uh, telling me you're ranking a Black Panther in this episode. <laughs> I'm assuming it's that high up on your listing. I'm not confirming or denying its <laughs> placement. I got gotcha. you. Um, what about number 15? Yeah, I got one. Yeah, we got there. What's a T? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> What's a T? No, my my number fifteen is actually Iron Man two. Okay, yeah. So that was uh, so saying my number eighteen. Okay, um, and what uh, what's your feelings and... on Iron Man two? Well, 
one, it I couldn't really get behind Vanko a lot. Mm. You know, I mean, he basically just wanted to, you know, just take down Stark to show that he was, you know, not so invincible. You know, pretty much, but you see also it was, um, how do I put it? Oh, okay. Sorry, I had lost the wording for a second. But the media's portrayal of Tony Stark, um, in in the movie. Um, they were trying to cover up his disclosure as Iron Man. Um, and, you know, in the comics and otherwise, you know, Tony Stark was very, you know, vocal and very visible as his, you know, as his uh, identity as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, that was one of the things that drove the Civil War, you know, story in the comics. Um, Obviously, it was greatly tweaked for the movie, you know, for for the Civil War movie, Mm -hmm. but... You know, that was a little off-putting to me because the it the way that the it was handled in this movie just goes against what was coming up in other in future movies. Um, like being with the Civil War where they want to know the identity of everybody, where they want these people known, they want these people registered. You know, they don't want these people basically just being masked vigilantes. You know, they want people to know the identity of these people, you know, of, you know, of these heroes that are running around. Yeah. You know, but yet here in this movie, they're, they're trying to squash it. They're trying to cover it up, you know, with the identity of Iron Man, which obviously, you know, being the solo Iron Man movie, you're not going to get the widespread, you know, view of it for everybody else. Um, I do like, I mean, I did like that uh, Black Widow was in the movie. Yes, I, I did too. Just because, you know, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did like the scene where she uh, was fighting happy in the ring. I thought that was very cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's a babe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, it's just mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, there were other things. I mean, there were other things that were really good about the movie. 
Um, you know, I liked that they did some uh, good progression with Pepper Potts in in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she gets promoted to CEO of Stark Industries. Um, you know, she's you know, there's you know, you can see more sparks and you know, more love interest growing between her and Tony and you know, I thought they handled that really cool. I I, I agree with you on that. Like I it, it's nice because like they didn't do that immediately like in the first one. Like, you know, they, it it was a growing process through which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the other thing that kind of bugged me was uh the fact that they got it was Mickey Rourke to be Ivan Vanko. I think he did a good job, though. I mean, Rourke's a good fucking actor. He's okay. He's okay. I don't share the love affair everyone does. I'm weird. I admit that. But anyway, that's that's my take. That's where my Iron Man 2 is. Okay. Um... Well, for number 15, I have down here uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. Um, biggest reason is it just because it... Um, I think because I didn't see it living up to the hype that um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 did. And um, I wasn't a huge fan of the whole ego story and everything. It just... It, it was kind of a lackluster for me. I mean, it's nice to kind of give that origin of uh, Peter Quill. It gave the answers of how he was able to hold the Infinity Stone and uh, gave, it finally gave closure to who his dad was, you know, how he ended up where he was, uh, where he did end up and everything. That I think is pretty cool. Uh, we got to meet Mantis, which I think is a uh, fucking funny and adorable fucking character in the movie. It shows Drax more comedic side uh, compared to his more vengeful side. But overall, it was just very lackluster to me when compared to the other one. Now, it's still funny. Um, You know, uh, Peter Star-Lord is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Uh, Wasn't a a huge fan of Baby Group, but it was a lot of funny to see him. Uh, But yeah, it was pretty cool. And then, you know, obviously, you know, with uh, uh, Yondu, you know, doing what he did uh, to save Quill was pretty awesome, too. It kind of gave that sense of, uh, you know, even though he couldn't really admit it to himself fully, he was uh, able to kind of show that he did love Quill for who he was. And also the Mary Poppins joke was fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't hate it. It's not a lot of negatives. There's more positives. It's just at this point now, I mean, from here on up, like it's gonna be like it's great, but it's not as great as the one before it. Um, but uh, yeah, I did like the movie. Uh, it was something that I would consider watching again, just not like right away kind of thing. And I would probably want to follow it up with Guardians uh, One before Volume Two. Just kind of get that whole like right after, and I thought that was also pretty cool because as the MCU uh, timeline goes with all these, Volume Two happens immediately after Volume One, so I thought that was pretty cool. Like I think it's like a few months out, you know, to where it falls in the timeline. So that was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, my friend, what do you got for number 14? I have one of the remaining movies. Um, I'm kidding. I, I actually put the first Thor. Okay. Now, I loved the first Thor. I thought Thor was was a good movie. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, there were certain things that just annoyed the shit out of me. Though, like, uh, don't get me wrong, I think uh, Natalie Portman is an amazing actress. I think she's awesome. Agreed. And hot. And, uh, but I didn't really feel that she was great in this movie. Um, I mean, even though in real life she is really smart and everything, so it was really cool that they, you know, tried putting her in there as an astrophysicist. Um, but her, uh, her assistant, the 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 girl that played Darcy, Cat Cat Dennings, yeah, just oh, just God, just wasn't doing her. it for me. She's so hot. She's hot. Than, she's hotter than Portman. Just so you know. I don't think so. In Two Broke Girls, yeah, she is. I never watched Two Broke Girls. Just, just Google an image, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. It, she's so hot, but no, I'm on the same boat with you as, uh, as far as those characters, yeah. Yeah, and it's um, just, I, I feel like they didn't really themselves do so much to expand. I mean, I guess, I guess they were good for. Uh, his story, you know, for Thor's story individually, but yeah, I don't know. And I mean, I felt like okay, it as far as the plot, um, I mean, it didn't, it didn't really, you know, it didn't really suck. Um, I like that they, uh, post-credit scene, um, you have, uh, Nick Fury showing, uh, you know, showing, uh, off one of the stones. Yeah, and that's kind of like, we're kind of like low-key, like... I think God, I hate the fact that these all kind of blend together. Where's the uh, is is, is one of the post credit scenes in Thor where the professor and uh, is like looking at and they want to like unearth the uh, what the fuck was that? A burp. Nice. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I lost my train of thought. We're just gonna pat, bypass that and go back to what you're talking about. Although, and don't get me wrong. As far as like the direction, the direction of the film, mm-hmm. I love Kenneth Branagh. He's an amazing, amazing person, amazing actor. Um, it just seemed a little bit weird, or I don't know, just almost. I don't want to say like a questionable decision to put him directing a big superhero movie. 
Okay. I mean, I, I think there were some cool things that he did. And like I said, it was a very enjoyable movie. And I think for what it was, it was good. Um, it had a different feel f- to me. Um, and it's a different feel than what sits in the rest of the cinematic universe. You know, yeah. It has a the first Thor has a different feel to me than a lot of the other movies in the MCU. Um, you know, and that's one of the reasons I like it. But if you're comparing it to the other movies, that's what kind of sets it apart and just kind of you know pulls it out a little bit. Oh yeah, true. yeah, and that's, and that's the biggest thing when it comes to these rankings. Like you know, it's it's a comparative aspect to the rest of the movies. Mm. You know, it's not like it's not Thor up against Thor Dark World and Thor Ragnarok. It's Thor up against nineteen other Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> right now, I'm seeing Cats Dunnings. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, she was also uh, really good in um, Motherfucker. Yeah, what's that fucking movie like? Saving Charlie. Not Saving Charlie. It's uh, Charlie. Charlie Bay. I don't know what the fuck it is. Robert Downey Jr. in it. She was in it. The guy from Star Trek who died was in it. Charlie Bartlett. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she was in that. Yeah, Charlie Barlett. That was a good movie, and she was pretty good in that too. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. I like her. I think I think she does a wonderful job in everything she does. But we're not here to talk about her. We're here to talk about my number fourteen, yes, which is uh, Captain America: Civil War. Okay. Um. There's there's nothing negative about the movie. Uh, the only thing I um. The only thing that comes to it being number 14 for me is uh, it didn't draw me into, you know, the excitement that the rest of them have. Now, it is cool because this is the introduction to uh, the new Spider-Man. Introduces uh, the new hot Aunt May. Uh, But it's kind of... Yeah, right. Uh, Dude, Marissa Tomei. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. Right. All around, very, very good movie. Um, it just like when when it goes to everything else above it, it's just, it just it's hard to compete with it. And it's just one of those like if I was to watch, you know, the chronological order or the timeline as it's supposed to be, this would be one I would be okay skipping for the time being, just because I don't need to see it um, to kind of understand how everything's going on. Now I do like that. You know, they did have the battle within the Avengers as well as, you know, this is the intro to Black Panther. This is the intro to Spider-Man and everything. They're a part of this. Um, it kind of, you know, shows, you know, the relationship between, um, you know, Vision and um, Scarlet Witch. We got uh, we got Hawkeye back and everything. And I, I love his line how, like, you know, it's like... It's like he's like just a human. And he's fighting like all these like heroes and like you know these powerful guys and stuff. Um, I do like how even like when he's facing Black Widow at the airport, you know they still have a you know a mutual respect and love for each other, but they kind of you know they understand that they're fighting for a certain cause. Um, the movie is kind of all over the place a little bit. Um, I kind of like wish it wasn't as scattered as what I thought it was. 
But overall, it was a pretty good movie and everything. But it just, yeah, it just hits me at number 14. Okay. I think for me... It's... For my... Uh, yeah, for my number 13... Mm-hmm. Um, I actually put the first Ant-Man. The first Ant-Man? Yeah. At number 13? I did. Oh, man, you must hate yourself. No, I don't, actually. I don't, I don't, actually. I'm kidding. Well, well I, mean, I, I mean, I do most days, but not for this reason. <laughs> okay, don't, so... don't get me wrong, I'm very self-deprecating and self-loathing, but that's a different podcast altogether. Um uh, <laughs> On the couch with travesty. Ooh, ooh. Sorry, right, Ant Man thirteen. Yep, um, so, okay. what, so, so what's going on with that? Why number thirteen? Um, actually, hold on. I just fucked something up on my list. Undo. Okay, there we go. All right. So, Ant Man. Don't get me wrong. Ant Man was very was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think... I think the ways that they've used him so far in the universe is is pretty good. This one, I don't really have a reason to say that it was low or there was anything bad to put it, you know, at a down spot on the list. Yeah. Um... I mean, now we're pretty much at a point where I loved all of these movies. I just, you know, it's just, I kind of had to put them somewhere. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, this one's only number 13 just because there's other movies that I ended up just liking more for other reasons. But, I mean, the movie... Obviously, some of the things that I thought, you know, that outdid some of the other movies, um, you know, I loved that he didn't have a big, um, I love that Scott Lang didn't have a big, uh, what do you call it, like, origin Mm -hmm. story or, like, past. Okay. Um, like, like in a sense of, you know, Tony Stark being, you know, the, you know, the big rich billionaire with, you know, whole thing, um, you know, Thor being a God and, you know, Bruce Banner being, you know, an amazing, you know, scientist, you know, and things like that. Um, nah, dude, dude was a thief. You know, dude, dude served time. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, no yeah. And, that, and that's what I kind of like, because, like, even when it comes to, like, Ant-Man and even Ant-Man and the Wasp, I mean, the only origin kind of story you get about Ant-Man, they kind of portrayed in, like, the beginning of those two episodes, kind of, you know, on what happened to the wife and everything, obviously, too. So it gave you a brief background, but it didn't turn into a whole, like, thing. Yeah, you, know, you didn't it, you didn't get a massive origin story. 
Exactly. Um, so I think that okay. So I think if there's any reason that I could put um, for this one being where it is, is Ant Man is not as developed and established a character as other, you know, mm. as the other characters in the MCU that have had, you know, I guess more exposure. <laughs> You know, and I mean, as even as much as they've done, he hasn't really done much with the other, you know, the other Avengers. They haven't really utilized him to the best of their ability yet. Yes, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, you know, it's I because I, I believe there's going to be a third Ant-Man movie. I'm not sure when. I hope so. Um, yeah. Did you happen to uh, see the, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you have, the trailer for uh, the next uh, Avengers movie? Yes. I'm really interested to see how he ended up outside the door. Because, I mean, if we remember, how, you know, the post credit scene for Infinity War yeah, where no, he did end up. I'm just, I'm kind of. I know where he's stuck in the quantum realm and you're wondering yeah. how he gets out. Yeah, that's going to intrigue me. I have a theory. Uh, did we talk about that theory on your show? We may have. To where um, I think we don't know anything about that yet because um, because Captain Marvel isn't in theaters yet. Okay. Yeah, because the only thing I could have really thought of, like thinking about it again, going back and looking at these movies and everything, like in the first Sandman movie, he ended up in the quantum realm and got himself out. So I thought maybe that's just all he did and it'd be very lackluster and boring. Yeah. Mm. But there was other things that you know, that, that they did, which I, you know, the fact that they had to make it, you know, dependent. It, it was just the way they had to work out the story. Um, but I think basically, I think Captain Marvel is going to go into the quantum realm and retrieve him. Um, and I think that that's where a lot of time travel is going to come into play because time and space are irrelevant within the quantum realm. So gotcha. I think they're going to be able to manipulate and use that. You know, since Thanos has the time stone, you know, I think that that's where some time travel can come into play. Hoping and assuming that they do it right. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, as far as using time travel, if that's the route that they go. Oh, I get you. Um, so, uh, for my number 13, I followed up Civil War with Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, I like how you say okay after every one of mine, like you're disappointed in me or something. No, I'm not... <laughs> I'm, I'm like, not disappointed, but I'm okay. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to capture your overall list, sort of the feeling and progression of your list. I got you. I got you. Honestly, there's no ram, rhyme or reason other than the fact that, like, if I sat there and said, "Hey, do I want to watch this movie again right away?" Mm, maybe not yet. And it's it's just it's just how much of an interest I got right there. But I mean, when it comes to Winter Soldier, like I, again, you know, all these love these movies, but it just it didn't draw me in like you know the previous movies above it. Um, 
I I like I like the whole um, again. And the one of the cool things about with this, and I don't know if it's relatable to you or not, but I knew nothing about most of these origins and stuff until I watched the movie. Like I had no idea Bucky was the Winter Soldier. Like I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't read the comic books and look into stuff and stuff like that. Like so when I found out. Bucky was Bucky as the Winter Soldier and everything, then it was like a legit surprise to me. So that was pretty cool in that aspect. Um I liked uh I liked that, you know, with this and everything, we were introduced to the Falcon. I liked the fact that uh Black Widow was part of this movie as well, so it gets her more involvement into the MCU. Uh all in all, I mean it was a it was a very good movie. It it shows um it was showing the uh the Hydra virus that was inside uh, Shield the whole time, which was also pretty cool, mm-hmm. and uh, it also kind of like showed how it gave. A, I can't remember her name, but she played Robin and How I Met Your Mother. I can't remember her character or uh, her real name right at the second, but like I guess like um, uh, Samuel Jackson's like number two right hand woman or whatever. It gave her more of uh, relevance into the uh, series as well, which is a surprising thing because when you have like those background characters or those supporting roles, you really don't give them too much. But they really did to her, especially in this movie. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it sits on my number 13. Okay. Um, My number 12, I think, may surprise you. Um, but. Uh... It uh I went with Doctor Strange. That so, does surprise me. Does it? See, I, I thought this uh this one like may have out of all of them just because I think I think I know your uh your your um likeness for this. Uh nothing wrong with it. I liked uh I liked the beginning of the whole thing and how like you know a successful doctor uh gets in an accident, has to alter his life, becomes a superhero. Unfortunately to me, watching this was almost like a carbon copy of fucking Iron Man. It was, you know, you know, fucking rich playboy, you know, incident happens, becomes a superhero. I just I it, that was kind of lackluster for me. Even I mean, granted that's the origin of it, that's how it is, that's fine. But I mean I'm saying like this is just Tony Stark two point um, I do like some of the mystical stuff. I'm not a huge guy of like mythical stuff like that. Granted, even though you know all these are superheroes, so the whole thing's mythical uh, as it is. But I don't know. It just it it just didn't draw me in as everything else and everything. So I kind of just you know just looked at it, I'm like okay, so it's a good movie. Um, I do plan on buying it when it's not twenty five dollars. For some reason, I don't know why it's still twenty five fucking dollars. But as soon as like the price drops, I will purchase the movie. This because was it's one that damn good. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. But like you know, as I was saying before we started recording, there were three of these twenty that I haven't watched. Uh, one I definitely wanted to, which was the Hulk, and uh, the other ones were Black Panther and Doctor Strange. But when it comes down to it, like I wasn't so eager Beaver about fucking watching them again because. You know, it's like I've seen them once already. You know, maybe down the road I'll watch them again. It just didn't spark my interest to see it again. Um, I did have I, I and it was kind of like uh, I liked him a lot more, like his role in Infinity Wars and everything that I did compared to him having his own standalone movie. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, Cumberbatch in any way, but you know, maybe it does. I really don't know. I don't think it is, but there's a possibility. Um, Mordo, um, more is it is it Mordo? Is that pronounced that Mordo? Mordo, 
I think I'm, so. Okay, I, I'm not sure. If I'm, I'm hoping I pronouncing it right. Um, I do like the fact that you know the post question and everything. You know, it kind of gave him you know his villainous outlook on uh, believing there's too many wizards in the world. So it's nice that they open it up for an opportunity for a second Doctor Strange movie if it does happen. If Mordo happens to make a presence, it is kind of weird that there hasn't been any mention of Mordo lately. Uh, especially in Infinity Wars in any type of way, but I mean, they're probably leaving something, but at this point now, if there was to be a second Doctor Strange movie, it's going to have to happen before Infinity Wars to make more overall eventual, so just kind of be a little lackluster for me. Uh, regardless of all that, though, Doctor Strange was a good movie. Um, I did enjoy it. I just didn't enjoy it as the ones above it, but I think 12 out of 20 still ain't that bad. Okay. Yeah, what about, uh, what about you there, buddy? Okay, uh, my number 12, uh, and I'm actually going to kind of have to make these next two kind of fast, actually. Um, but my number 12 was actually Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Uh, I very much enjoyed it, um, but the thing that really put this at number 12 for me, um, you know, that maybe not love it more, I think, was daddy issues. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the the whole handling with ego and you know, yeah. I just it I mean, the whole daddy issue thing was just very I mean, obviously not everybody's going to have, like, the perfect relationship with their parents or, like, you know, perfect you know, relationships with, like, origin stories and stuff. I mean, you just look at, like, Peter Parker, for example, with Spider-Man. Um, you know, or, you know, if you're going to go DC, like, Batman just completely robbed of, you know. Well, yeah, parent. Anyway. The father um, figure, that that male figure in their life. Yeah. Um, but it feels very Spielberg to me. Mm-hmm. You know, in that you know, respect of it, because the main character like in a Spielberg movie is usually, 9 out of 10 times, you know, you see them visibly struggling with some type of parent issue. Yeah. You know? And don't get me wrong, I love the I love the characters. I thought it was cool to see, you know, the Ravagers and just some of the transformation with Yondu. You know, like you said, being able to see a more personable side to Drax instead of just, you know, instead of just violence and aggression and things like that. Um, Yeah, the whiny teenage Groot was an, a bit annoying too, but come on, that that fight scene in the beginning when you got like little baby Groot just kind of dancing around and everything. Yeah, that, I mean, that was that, a good dude, scene. that that was fucking awesome. You know, but yeah, I think that's just where they're, where this movie plays for me. Um, what about number eleven? Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. Again, loved it. Um, you know, I thought it was great. Um, 
but and and obviously I liked that you know they put the timeline alongside Infinity War. You know, just to kind of show something else that was going on in in the world outside of Infinity War, mm-hmm. uh, which the post credit scene was what solidified the its place in the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, I I didn't hate it. Um, I mean, I I think part of it is <laughs> com the comedy. Um. With Ant-Man, there's a lot more comedy than there is with the other movies in the MCU, I think. And I'm a and I think even with Guardians 2, I think that was kind of it with me. Where I just like a little bit more serious. Yeah, give me some action, give me some comedy. You know, if you can blend them both, great. Gotcha. No, I, I do agree with you on that. I mean, like, you know, there there has to be that balance of, like, you know, seriousness and comedy and stuff like that. And I totally uh, 100% agree with you on it. Um, number 11, I went with the, uh, the Iron Man, the original Iron Man uh, movie. Uh, great movie. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Uh, it is at the top of my three Iron Man movies. I like the, the origin of it. Um, it's the, I mean, it's the OG movie of the MCU universe is the first one to come out out of these 20. Um, I think it came out great. I liked Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. as it, um, I just, there were 10 other movies that were better of it. I, there's not much to say about the movie. There's no, they're not negative about it. I like it. Um, huge fan of the villain, uh, huge fan of, um, you know, the, the turnaround that he did and everything, which I thought was pretty cool. Kind of like a wake up call kind of scenario. Um, but yeah, it's like none, none, none too special about it. just, it's a number 11 thing and it's just rounding off the, uh, you know, the bottom 20 or the bottom 10 of, uh, my list. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think this has been a really, really good list so far. Yeah. I mean, it's there. I think from what I'm because you know obviously I'm you know saying you're comparing comparing my list to your list we're about fifty percent uh, equal in agreement on the eleven through twenty I mean obviously some of uh, some of my top ten were in your uh, bottom ten and some of your and, uh, bottom ten were in my top ten so it it gives us a nice uh, kind of a blend of uh, like our views on what's good and what's not through our views and everything's but at the same time I mean it's pretty close I mean. Between 11 through 20, we agreed on Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, uh, Thor Dark World, and Incredible Hulk. We have agreed on those as like the bottom 11 through 20s, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, we got through that. Um, for those of you listening and everything, like, you know, if you guys want to play along, you'll go and us. You'll send us your uh, your your ranking of the twenty one uh, the twenty movies so far from one to twenty. Uh, we would love to see your feedback and input on it. And like uh, as mentioned earlier, we will do uh, ranking one through ten over on Geek Dig with uh, Clint uh, sometime uh, here in the near future, hopefully, and uh, get that done. Um, Clint, before you leave though, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you so when they are ready to hear the listing, they know where to go. All right. Well, uh, you can uh, find the Geek Dig podcast 
almost anywhere that you can uh, find a podcast. Um, you know, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Satchel Player, Player FM, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, your uh, Amazon voice-activated devices. You know, you can uh, tell her to play Geek Dig Podcast, and she will. Nice. I, I, I happen to have one, and I don't want to activate it right now, so that's why I'm not using her name. <laughs> Bold move, bro. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and, and you can also go to geekdigpod.com, and the episodes are there, as well as the links to all of the aforementioned platforms. Nice. Awesome. Clint, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show again. I do appreciate it. I know uh, this time of year is definitely busy for everyone, so I appreciate you uh-huh. taking time out to do this with me. Um, like it's I said, so uh, oh yeah, it's it's always fun when we're together, bro, and you know that. Oh, yeah. um, holy shit, I'm making a mess. Uh, yeah, so um, make sure uh, you guys, uh, you know, get your list together and everything. Like I said, we just did our 11 through 20. We're gonna do one through 10 with uh, Clink, Clink. Clint over at Deep Dig Pod uh, here coming up soon. So I uh, appreciate you guys being here listening to us. And uh, I'm going to say my goodbyes to Clint. We'll come back and I'll close out the show. Cool. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The 20 through 11 of our ranking of where we feel the MCU movies are standing. Um, as mentioned, don't worry. You can catch 1 through 10 over at Geek Dig Pod on episode 2020. Uh, releasing right around the same time this one is, so there is no way to see what they are. Uh, I want to thank Clint again for coming on the show. It's always fun to have him on here, especially, you know, he's been a big supporter of the show, and uh, I really do appreciate everything that he does for me as a podcaster. Um, Long as show, so I'm not going to uh, really take up too much time on the closing here and everything, but I failed to mention in the intro that this show is brought to you every week by the Fire Pit Bar and Grill up here in Illinois. Now, if you're looking for a down-home country restaurant that offers a burger and beer for just $7.99 every Monday and Wednesday, you need to check out the Fire Pit Bar and Grill Appeal Town. You can find them at Facebook at Fire Pit Bar and Grill. Also, we are uh, brought to you by uh, WeAreDeportized.com. High-quality ties for just $15 a piece. At checkout, you use the promo code FREAKIN, F-R-E-A-K-I-N. You save uh, on free shipping. All right, guys. Uh... New year, new resolutions, right? So uh, let me give you a quick rundown of what I'm freaking thinking this week, which uh, is no doubt a new year resolution. Uh, As you guys know, from the beginning of 2018, I started a keto lifestyle, a diet of sorts, uh, but I like to consider it more of a journey and more of a lifestyle change because diets just seem more forced and bullshitty. So jumping back on that wagon, kind of uh, wandered off the, uh, the path of my journey, if you will. Uh, towards the end of the year and everything, but it's time to really get back and really get focused on uh, a better, healthy lifestyle for myself because I really want to be here for a long, long time. So if you guys haven't had a chance to and are interested, you could read um, a journal post, uh, a blog, I guess, if you want to call it, or a journal, that uh, a public journal, if you will, of my journey from last year and everything to come this year. It is on WordPress. You just got to uh, search uh, this freaking journey. It'll bring you right to it. Um, that's all I have. So as always, I am Travesty, and thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>